Hi, and welcome to another episode of What I Wish I'd Known, the Google Partners podcast. I'm your host, Alex Langsher, and my goal is to get our guests to share the top five hard-learned lessons in their business, career, and life to date. What are the doable and practical secrets to their success that created the biggest impact for them? So let me set up today's episode for you. You're a small agency, but you have big dreams and limited resources. You have the ideas, you've got the skills, you have the drive and the determination, and you're pushing hard. But it's often a struggle, and the tough part isn't the delivery, it's the finding and landing of clients. And of those two points, i.e. find and land, I would venture that for many agencies, at least it was for me when I started out, the harder of the two is the finding of leads. We've all heard many, many times that leads are both inbound and outbound. Okay, we get that. But what is it that activates the lead generation machine? How do we achieve name recognition or have the outbound processes in place such that there is critical mass and lead generation ignites? Typically, the answer usually involves a lot of time, effort, and money. The very three things that you often don't have a lot of when you're working both in and on the business. So what can a smaller agency do? You know, I'm really fascinated by this point in the business growth curve, and I've researched it and studied it a lot. A common thread that I've seen to successfully making this jump is a combination of promotion, hustle, and chutzpah. And for those that don't know, chutzpah means roughly cheeky audacity. Collectively, I call this fearless marketing. You've got nothing to lose, everything to gain, so you simply go for it. This is going to be a recurring theme over a number of podcasts, and today's guest is somebody who I'm very happy to have on board who really embodies the practice of fearless marketing. Christian Ignat is CEO of Canopy, a Central European digital marketing agency based in Romania. Despite his young age, Christian has been at this game for well over 10 years, starting his first company as bedroom as a side hobby, founding, building, and selling another company, running a large PPC practice for an agency, and all of this prior to founding Canopy. Christian is a well-known figure on the stage of European digital conferences with well over 100 appearances presenting on the work he's done for a bevy of global clients. Welcome to the podcast, Christian. Hi, Alex. Thank you for having me here and uh, congratulations for this amazing project. I've been listening to all the podcasts and uh, you are doing a great job on this. Thank you so much for the shout out and uh, and we'll, we'll, uh, the beers will come afterwards. But Christian, uh, listen, I have a question for you. If you weren't running your digital agency today, what would you be doing? What's your passion outside of work? So my first love was programming. When I was a kid, I have uh, created a lot of games and applications, but I think very few has uh, reached them because I didn't know marketing at the time. And I think I can see myself today writing code again, creating applications in my backyard and uh, use all the marketing that I know now to make them more popular. Yeah, it's an interesting idea, right? Applying, uh, eating your own dog food and doing some fearless marketing on your games. Yeah. But let's get on with the podcast. So what I'm really passionate about is this idea of fearless marketing. The question is, what can you do to start building a reputation that precedes you in a good way? You know, if I had to sum it up. And my question to you, therefore, is what are your top five strategically tactical lessons that you'd share with your younger Christian self about fearless marketing and how you used it to grow business leads and start the company? Yeah, so my first one is you can't jump halfway. 
So if you are going to be fearless, be fearless. And the outcomes are generally satisfying. For example, uh, when I have launched Canopy, we've uh, made a set of banners with me naked. Did you say naked? Yeah, yeah. Well, almost naked, but yeah. So uh, we've done that, obviously, to to grab attention. No doubt. Yeah. And the the main message uh, of the campaign was uh, that your business is naked online. So it's like uh, you would go on the street completely naked, 100% naked, and everyone can uh, look or stare at you where they want, when they want, uh, for how long they want, and so on. So this is the same for your business when you decide to, to go online. How was that received, uh, number one? Number two, did that, did, were you not worried that that might also kind of erode whatever brand that you were trying to build? Was there some concern that this would position you as being a little bit, let's say, frivolous? Or or was that a, just how did it work out? <laughs> yeah, honestly speaking, I haven't slept the night before because I didn't know what to expect. It was very interesting how, uh, how this campaign went uh, viral because it was a different type of uh, viralization. So I was expecting to see more like likes, uh, shares, uh, I don't know, haters maybe, and so on. But nothing from uh, this actually happened. What really happened was that people from our audiences uh, have s- started to share their, the banners in their company private groups, like uh, Facebook groups, uh, WhatsApp, and so on. And there were messages like, look what this crazy guy has done. And it took me a while to, to see that. And after that, we started to see results in terms of business also. We've got emails saying that if the CEO of the agency goes naked for his company, I want to work with this agency. Or uh, they wanted uh, similar campaigns uh, for their companies. It was really, really interesting. So the idea here was you were you came up with this uh, thought about going naked. You tied it to this concept. It required kind of a, a lot of cheeky audacity to to execute, and no pun intended, because I'm sure you were shot from the front. But that being said, you know you found the business outcome that you wanted. Are you considering doing something like this again? And, and the idea of being fearless and, and putting yourself out there, have you seen that copied by anybody else? Yeah, I would definitely do this again. I mean, I think being brave and unique nowadays is very, very important. And that's actually what uh, makes you stand out. I haven't seen anyone, at least from Romania, copying us, but I'm sure they will be at some time. Great. Well, uh, thanks. Can you take us to your second point? Yeah. So my second lesson is don't keep secrets. Share your secrets. So what do you mean by that? Yeah. So when I was younger, I was so afraid to share something that I was finding. For example, I was finding a trick and I didn't want to share it with anyone. And at some point, there was always someone who was finding it and uh, sharing it. And now I would tell to my younger me, don't keep those uh, secrets. What do you mean? So you mean no IP? Don't maintain IP? I'm not not quite clear. For example, we are testing a lot of campaigns on our agency and uh, share all the results. And by that, I mean we write uh, blog posts where we uh, share findings like what was the main objective of the campaign or how many visitors did we have from that campaign? What was uh, the conversion rate that we have in terms of leads? Or even how many leads turned into our clients. 
And we actually did that for the Naked campaign, and it was really, really appreciated. Let me make sure I understand this correctly. So what you're saying is as a source of material, you're constantly trying out new ideas. You're trying those ideas out on your agency. So you're your own sandbox and you're sharing on your platform, I guess, your your agency site in a very transparent way what those outcomes are. And you're pushing the boundaries of digital marketing and sharing what that looks like. Is that a, a good summation of it? Yes, exactly, exactly. And I think it's very important here to be honest. I mean, you've tested a feature and it didn't work. Share that and your audience will appreciate it even more. And so the purpose of this, Christian, is is this a play for an authority play where you're trying to establish yourself as a the go-to place for innovative practices? Or what's the play? So I, I think the role of this is to, to stand out and share everything that uh, you, you learn because that way you will become an influencer and people will uh, read you and will uh, respect you and share you and so on. And finally, you know, a lot of a lot of organizations, uh, I think, would consider that this to be, uh, you know, IP and, and their secret sauce and how they bring their secret sauce to clients. Have you found that to be an erosion of your IP or have you found that to be a problem when somebody else apportions what you're doing? You know, is that ever been a concern or have you seen quite the opposite? I think it's the opposite. I mean, the, sooner or later, someone will find what um, you have found and they will share it and so on. So it's very important to try to be the first one that gets there. You know, it kind of reminds me of back in the days when uh, there was a lot of VC money going around for early internet days in the dot-com boom. And people would say, if you've had this great idea, there's at least 20 people that have had the idea before you. So in that sense, first to market is uh, kind of critical. And I guess you're just being first to market with your knowledge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great. Well, Christian, what would be your third point that you'd tell your younger self? So my third one would be, You've got to go big if you want to be big. And this one, I've learned it from uh, an old partner of mine. Uh, In the beginning, he was pushing me to make a list of uh, large companies and uh, just to go directly to them and try to sign with them. And uh, I I thought that was really crazy, but uh, I have realized that it was the right thing to do. I'm sorry, I'm not fully following when you say make a list and go sign them there's a there seems to be a pretty big gap between there maybe you could just explain what you what you did well uh you're probably gonna laugh about this but yeah i was actually waiting for the owners in front of their building and try to grab them and have a chat with them Okay, so that's that's that sounds dangerously like stalking. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I'm 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 intrigued. How did you you? So I guess you've researched them. You you've seen pictures of them. You know who to look for. How did that go when you when you grabbed them? What did you say? Well, yeah, I, I have some stories, but uh, actually I have signed with two or three of them, and they have really appreciated my uh, my courage of doing that. And it was a bit harder than today because it wasn't uh, Facebook and it was a, a bit harder to find uh, them. Fascinating. I could, I'm sure you, well, it sounds like it worked and it said definitely that sounds very fearless to me. Any things uh, that you might want to caution people not to do or that you found didn't work well or, or that worked well? 
Well, I, I would suggest now to find an intro somehow to them because uh, nowadays stalking is, is more different than those days. Yeah, that, so there is a, I understand the story and I get it. I think there may be some nuances there that uh, need to be updated, but okay. What would be your fourth point? So my fourth one uh, would be don't be afraid to ask questions you might not want to hear the answer to of your clients. Find out what they truly like about your services and do more of that. When I was younger, I was having a magazine with my best friend from that time. And uh, that magazine worked uh, really well because each week we were having a cartoon with uh, someone of our friends. And the cartoon was done really, really good. Uh, so our friends were buying our magazine just for for that cartoon. And it took me years to realize that that cartoon was actually our uh, USP. The, the cartoon was the main reason why they were buying our magazine. Your unique selling proposition was the cartoon. I mean, people, the rest of the magazine was nice, but what made people kind of turn, open it up and look at a specific page was that cartoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Imagine how, how frustrated I am now when I'm thinking that we have working a lot on the other stuff, but the cartoon was uh, actually the main uh, trigger. All right. And so how do you bring this into your agency and, and marketing? So now we are looking for that cartoon for all our, our clients every time we are searching for that cartoon. So I think listening is the key here. Listen to your clients. Listen for what is hurting them. And there is one saying which says you have two ears and one mouth. And that means actually to listen and take notes and understand and then speak. And, and I guess the fearless part of this is that what your clients may tell you may actually surprise you and may force some hard decisions on the business with respect to what it is that they're doing. And uh, so kind of there's no preconceived notions and where your clients go. My question would be, and I understand that, but my question would be, how do you manage that? Because sometimes clients can, can ask for all kinds of things. So, you know, what have you done to kind of modulate uh, that feedback? So at least it's, it's something that you can deliver. It's, aligned to your wheelhouse because they might say for example well you know we really liked it when you gave us that box of donuts uh the last time so give us more donuts yeah indeed uh, that's happening a lot of times but i i think you need to understand what's what's the best for your client and what they truly need from you and just focus on that well, you know, I'm not sure donuts are healthy, but you know, the, if the clients want more donuts with the deliverables, I guess that's not a bad thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and that is a form of marketing itself. Christian, uh, great. Can you take us to the end with your last point? So the last one isn't so much about fearless marketing as it is uh, fearless management. And this is move from working in the business to own the business as fast as you can. And uh, here I have a good story. I have started as a freelancer in programming and I've done this for years. And in that period, I've learned uh, a lot about talking to clients, uh, listening their needs and expectations, uh, negotiations and so on. But I was always a one-man show. When you are a programmer or a specialist in a domain, you do everything from accounting to negotiations to implementation. And that's not scalable. And when you build a team, it's not easy to move your mindset from a specialist to a manager. 
you think that the way you do things is always the best. It's hard to let others do your uh, stuff, especially if you like that part and so on. I think I might even do a podcast about this one aspect of working on as opposed to in the business. And that's clearly fearless management. It's hard for a lot of entrepreneurs to let go. It's hard for a lot of early people, the agency let go. But I wonder, it's really about where your value is and being mature enough in, in understanding what the business is capable of to separate yourself from the things that others can do and focus on the things that only you can do. Yep, yep. Well, Christian, I want to say that this has been really interesting. I tend to do a number of other podcasts around this subject because I think there there's probably a lot of different ways of doing some fearless marketing and some great stories that can be shared, but I appreciate everything that you did. You know, I've always been really interested in the growth of a business and the inflection point where you uh, start to really generate momentum. And you shared with us uh, how you did that for Canopy and congratulations on that. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Alex. Thank you very much. How could our listeners get in touch with you if they want to ask you questions directly about what you've done and what you're doing? They can contact us uh, from our website, which is canopy.ro from uh, Romania. And it would be a pleasure uh, for us to getting in touch with them. Fantastic. Great conversation. So thank you again, Christian. Uh, to our listeners, I also want to give a huge thanks. All of us at the Google Partners Podcast are grateful for your listenership and your feedback. Feel free to reach me via Twitter at A Langshire or on uh, LinkedIn. I'm Alex Langshire on LinkedIn. We'd love to get any comments that you might have or any feedback for our future episodes of the podcast. We welcome all that. And as always, I encourage you to listen to our back catalog, which is available on Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. You can also go to the Google Events page and listen to it there. And we'll be adding a lot more material to that page over the course of the coming months. So I encourage you to do that. And please join us for our next podcast when we'll ask our guests about the top five things that they wish they'd known when they were younger. <laughs>